Hey everybody, if you enjoy the podcast and the content it provides, be sure to hop over and check out the community. The community is an exclusive members website that is just an extension of what we do here in July at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar. What it is is a combination of video lectures, a coach's corner with your Monday morning take-home information, and a forum where you can talk about anything and everything related to the field of strength and conditioning. In the community, you'll find content added each month from some of the top practitioners in the world, ranging from PhDs to high-level coaches, bringing you exactly what they're doing with their athletes or their research at the present moment. On top of that, an additional discussion by coaches bringing you that Monday morning information, things that you can add to your training program right away. Tying that in with the opportunity to discuss with coaches around the world in the forum on anything and everything from the topics addressed in these presentations to whatever you're seeing in your daily life as a coach. If this sounds like the right thing for you and your staff, go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com community and try it out for 48 hours for just a dollar. If you like it, you're signed up, ready to roll, and you're jumping into all the great content added each month. If not, feel free to go ahead and cancel at any time. No questions asked. We're really excited about what we're building in the community and hope you are too. Go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com slash community and check it out today. I'm Bob Alejo and Jay DeMeo, this one's for you. And I got the boys looking over my shoulder. And I'm going to take a crack at talking about the state of our profession and the future, which I think is going to be bright. And let me tell you why. Bob Bowlesby came out in August, or I'm sorry, July, and said that the NC2A is going to take a hard look at strength and condition education, the hiring processes, and the oversight of those positions. And uh, as the commissioner of the Big 12, and as head, as the chairman of the NC2A Football Oversight Committee, I think this is a great chance for us to better our situation professionally. I know he's working with football, but I think there's a big chance that this is going to help us all across the board if we get involved. I think it's time. It's time now to do that. Uh, let me tell you what it's not time to do spend all of our efforts chatting about certification and licensure. Uh, that's not what's going to help us. Certification historically has already proven that. That hasn't given us a better seat at the table. That hasn't made us policymakers, decision makers in the department. Uh, it hasn't. Uh, and so we spent our time on the certification and the licensure you know, that, that's not going to help. It's going to have to be prompted by somebody within the department at the higher levels. So, again, certification has helped in terms of credibility uh, and, in the, and in the job place. I mean, there's no question that you need certification in a profession for it to raise a level of credibility. There's no great profession out there that uh, is able to have uh, a certain status without a certification. But then again, keep in mind, ATC, MD, all those are certified, but not every one of them are the greatest of all time. Well, it's kind of like, you know, when you get a driver's license, that doesn't mean you're going to be a great driver. It just means you're licensed to drive. So let's, let's put that away. Um, 
We need to be certified, yes. But that's not the key to vaulting our profession, to making it flourish. That's not it at all. There's plenty of folks out there that are unhappy. I mean, we see it on Facebook and Twitter all the time. Um, plenty of that going on, but not a lot of solutions. You know, we hear about the problems that we encounter, uh, the respect that we get in there. Um, sport coaches doing the same thing that I was hearing about 30 years ago, trying to dictate the strength and conditioning program. That, that should never happen. And uh, so we need to get into a spot where we can change things and in the process give better service to the student athlete. So let's, let's stop all the complaining and come up with a solution. You know, what we don't need is observations and advice. What we need are announcements. We're announcing this is what we're doing. Let's start, you know, changing activity into accomplishment. We've heard that many times too. We need somebody to step up into the role. Somebody from our profession needs to step up into the role. And this is the role. Associate Athletic Director in charge of athletic performance. It's a senior staff position. And I think that position has to be with somebody that has strength and conditioning experience and expertise. So there's going to have to be a certain amount of tenure that's going to go along with this spot for there to be a credibility there. That position should directly report to the athletic director. Uh, and oversee our area without any other responsibilities. None. There shouldn't be any other responsibilities. Most cases, we're going to be watching 500 student-athletes. Is there some other jobs we need to do? I, I say no. I say absolutely not. Uh, so think about it. If this position covers SNC only. That means there's going to be a total focus on that student-athlete. So it's going to be hard for somebody to slip through the cracks there at the same time, this position will understand what kind of service those athletes need so that those things don't occur. Think about the support. Now, instead of us going and tell somebody to tell somebody, that position is going to go right to the athletic director that has an idea of what we've told them. In other words, oftentimes as the director of strength conditioning, you're telling an associate athletic director, and that associate athletic director who has several responsibilities and a lot of times ahead of what we're trying to get done has to go to the athletic director in the case i'm talking about we get an associate athletic director in charge of athletic performance only who understands what we're telling them and that message gets sent with the same kind of passion and intent that we intend it to be uh, and i think that's important it's also important in the case where we're finding sometimes coaches trying to dictate or somebody outside of our expertise area trying to influence or dictate what we do in the weight room. That should never happen. And with the associate athletic position, that person is going to go directly to the AD and say, we cannot have this. We cannot have this denigrate the delivery system that we're trying to put in here. How about performance reviews? Now, all of a sudden, you have somebody in place that not only understands what we do, but because of that, we'll be able to give us a comprehensive and accurate performance review. That one just not not one that just says, "Hey, are are you on budget, uh, or are you scheduling teams properly, or do you speak to the coaches?" That's you know, a, a, an office manager can do that. Are you delivering the goods? Are they getting better? Do we have performance metrics? Do we have standards that we have to meet? Um, certifications, all those things. 
in the hiring practices, of course, if I'm sitting in a chair and somebody's coming to me and saying, we need to hire this person, I look at the resume, I have the ability to do a great background check because, again, I don't need to cover three or four other sports or four other areas. I'm covering this. And at some point, I'm going to be able to say, we can't hire this person. This might be a headline waiting to happen. Or it, this is not the best fit. Yeah, I know Coach so-and-so really likes this person, but this is not the best fit for not only their team, but for the department. So I'm telling you right now, if we get involved, this is a great time. We've got to stop complaining and come up with some solutions.